praise the Lord. Amen. I want to praise the Lord for all you moms out there. Happy Mother's Day to every one of you. Um, I personally would like to give a shout out to my rock star mom. All right. Happy Mother's Day, mom. All right. You know what? She is definitely a warrior. All right. When it comes to being moms, when, when she was pregnant with me, getting ready to have me. All right. The doctor said, you know, basically you have this baby, you're going to die and the baby's going to die. It's not strong enough. My mom said, watch this. All right. And so here we are. All right. Both of us still stand and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to shout out happy Mother's Day to my gypsy girl. All right. All right. My, my, my little gypsy girl that God has blessed me with. All right. To help me. All right. To walk, to walk beside me and somebody that I could walk beside and be challenged by. All right. And basically, you know, an amazing mom, an amazing picture of what it means to be a great mom, a strong mom. I want to say shout out to my daughter, Crystal, my princess, to my baby girl, Angel. Happy Mother's Day to you girls. I want to give a quick shout out to Valerie, to Chrissy, all right, and to Chrislyn, all right, all my grandkids and mamas and everything has just been amazing. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, I got it out. All right, thank you. Sorry. Thank you for putting it up to me. If you're in a house right now with a mom, look at that mom and say, you know what? Thanks. Thanks. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> right on. Praise the Lord. All right, welcome to the church online. All right? This is what we're doing right now. This is what we're doing for now. This is not a forever thing, but this is what we're doing for now. How do we know? They're starting to open up the state, all right? We're recognizing, all right? You, you not, not, not today. If you need a haircut, you can go get a haircut if that's your thing, all right? If not, if not, you can go get your nails done. Maybe that's your thing, all right? Whatever the case may be, tomorrow we get to go out and uh, hit up some restaurants if you want, all right? There's still limited capacity, but you know what? You need to get out there and start supporting our local restaurants and stuff like that. Make that happen or wherever you're at, get out there and support your local restaurants if they're open, if it's okay to get in there right now. All right, they're just starting to open things up, man. Life is starting to rec be recognizable again, maybe, kind of. I don't know if it ever really will be, all right, but, uh, but it's starting to happen. And because of this, man, a lot of people are coming up and they're asking me, all right, they're asking everybody else here in the church, when's the church going to open up? Right, when, when are you guys going to open up the doors, man? When, when can everybody flood back in here, man, and we do our thing, all right? When, when can that happen, man? And you know what? I get it. I, I don't know that there's anybody that wants to have people in this room at this moment than me right now, all right? But, but also maybe uh, Pastor Blake and everybody else, all right? I need to know, man, when I'm talking, if, if anything's funny, you guys help me know if it's funny or if I'm just like, crickets, you know what I mean? I need to know, I need to have an amen every once in a while, all right? Some charge in there, man. I'll tell you what, I love it when I can look out into this audience, all right, and I can see you there, and I can see God's word starting to grab a hold of you the way I know it's been grabbing a hold of me, all right, and, this way, and then we're just together being transformed by God's word. I can't tell you, man, how much I miss that. I miss being able to walk up and down and walk around, try to hug everybody, as many people as I can. And some of you more and more and more and more. Give me a hug, give me a hug, give me a hug. I can't, I can't tell you how much I miss that. I can't tell you how much I miss personally. One of my favorite things is taking a knee and looking at your young ones in the eye and asking them what's going on. McKenna, I don't know if, you, if you're watching, man, but I can't, I can't wait to be able to ask you what God told you while you were in his kids. Man, we do that. That's our thing, all right? I can't wait for that to happen. I get it, but we're waiting, right? right? And, 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 and you know what? We're, we're going to move forward in this cautiously. Once they say, open the doors, we're going to run in here, right? Because ooh, we're, we're, not, we're, we're not the kind of model, the church model, that can really handle social distancing, all right, very well. 
So we're putting a lot of work in it. We got a team that we're putting together, a reentry team. We're taking a look at this, man. As soon as we know, you will know. Stay on the website. Check us out on Facebook. We'll give you updates as they come. But our main goal is to, is, is to protect you, protect the public, and return to our services that are, that are recognizable services for everyone of all ages. That's what we're trying to do. All right? But I got to tell you, I got to tell you, man, that I am truly amazed, not just amazed, but blessed on how the church has been becoming the church. All right? Because of this, throughout this, I've been watching the church become the church because you've been growing in Christ right where you're at. Right there where you're at. You've been growing closer to Jesus right where you're at. Many of you have. You've been taking advantage of this and, 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 and leading others to Christ and helping others grow in Christ right from where you're at. It hasn't stopped, man. This is amazing. The recenter, have you been by? Have you seen the stuff that's happening at the recenter? All right, we've got some amazing rock star warrior, all right, Christians in there, all right, just, just, just serving the Lord, being the church, making masks for first responders, making masks for our medical professionals, all right, um, you know, serving food to people, anybody who needs food, distilling water for anybody who needs to distill water, all right, uh, helping out, you know, the, 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 our schools, partnering with the schools, and helping feed kids. Man, is the church becoming the church. It's been amazing. It's been awesome. But we, we knew this was going to happen. We, we knew this was going to happen. You're like, what? remember, we were talking about this a while back. A while back, I don't know if you remember, before all the, the pandemic started, before there was any idea that we would be quarantined, we were talking about this. We were talking about being imitation worthy. I don't know if you remember this. It was earlier this year. Real early, like late January 1st of, of, of February, we were talking about what it would look like, all right, well, you know, to be imitation worthy, to show people what Jesus looks like. And we challenged it with the thought of challenging our Sunday morning gatherings. I got a video clip of this. This is kind of weird because it's a video clip of me preaching while I'm preaching. I think it's weird. Okay, anyways, just watch the video. Check this out and just tell me what you think. I'm sorry, man, but I just got to ask these questions. Is, is it for you, is, is the excitement of following Jesus, does it reach its spiritual height right here? Is this it? Is this the only, is this the only place that maybe you might become imitation worthy when you step into the property? I mean, from this point on, I gotta ask these questions, man. From this point on, does it begin to wear off? Do you begin to come down, or at least until you have that next experience? And lately, I've been thinking, man, I've been wondering what would it look like? What would happen if today, if today, there was a federal decree? that Jesus Christ was outlawed in America, what would happen? If, if church and gathering in the name of Christ just became against the law, what if, what if today, man, they just announced it, man, what do you think would happen to the church? It would explode. In my opinion, I think it would explode. I think it would explode, man. We'd have to. If they said we couldn't gather like this anymore, what would happen, man? What would happen, man? I, you know, I, we, we, I think it would explode. It would just blow up. It would just be amazing. And I sometimes actually secretly, and I'm sorry about this, I sometimes what, what, kind of like would like to experience that. Why, man? Why do you want that kind of persecution? I'm going to tell you, man, because I truly believe that, 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 that until something is taken from us, we really don't know how valuable it is. 
And I'm wondering, man, if our, if, our, if our connection with Jesus Christ, if our connection with one another, if our freedom, man, to express worship and to love Jesus and to say, yeah, I'm going to shout his name. I can shout his name all I want. But you know what? I'm not going to do it until they say I can't. <laughs> I'm going to do it even crazier. That was weird for me. I don't know, man. But anyways, I'm not so sorry about that anymore. I said I was sorry for thinking about that. I'm not sorry for thinking about that anymore. I think this is one of the best things that could have happened to us as a church, all right, to, to challenge us, all right, to get closer to God, all right, not only on our own, but reaching across, all right, the barriers and challenging one another to get closer to God. This has been, this has been amazing. Yeah, I do want to get back in here. It'll happen, God willing, all right? But, but right now, we're being the church, amen? Hopefully, I, I'm hoping that you're getting that presence. I know for some of you, it's still a struggle. I've actually, actually, I've heard from a lot of people that it's still a struggle, right? They still wait. You know, you, you, some of you are just having this problem connecting with God, all right? You're having a problem, all right? Because, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking like, man, you know, I'm thinking about this presence. I'm trying to pray into this presence. I'm trying to pray about different things that are happening. I'm trying to pray about my life. I've been praying for this pandemic to end, all right? And you know what? And you're like, I'm praying and nothing's happening. If that's you, I want to challenge you. And if you know somebody that it is, and it's not you, but it is somebody that you know, I want to challenge you to challenge them, all right, to, 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 to take this prayer walk with us. This prayer walk right there where you're at. This prayer walk right there where you're at. All right? Because maybe, maybe you're still wondering, all right, if God hears you when you pray. All right, maybe just this isolation or whatever has just taken its toll. The social distancing has taken its toll. And maybe you're just wondering, man, does God even hear me when I pray? Does he listen or is he rolling his eyes every time I use it or every time I speak? Does God care as much as everybody else is trying to pretend like he does? Or maybe you got these questions, man, and I got to challenge you with another question right back at you. When, you know, I got to just challenge you to this. Stay with me. Check this out. I got to challenge you. When you pray, are you looking for answers more than you're looking for God? This is a big deal. Right? This is a big deal. Check this out. Come here. Let me just tell you. I got to challenge you this, man. When you pray, all right? When you, when, when you pray, when you're, when you're asking, and you're wondering, does God even hear my prayers? I'm asking you, you know, are, are you looking for answers more than you're looking for God? I love how Mark Madison, Mark Madison, I, I want to quote him. He says this, if, 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 all, if all you're looking for is answers, you're probably not going to find them. But if you're truly seeking God, the answers just might find you. And that's kind of an amazing thought. If all you're looking for is answers, you're probably not going to find them. All right? But if you're truly seeking God, the answers just might find you. Regardless of circumstances, regardless of being able to gather, regardless of being separated, regardless of quarantine and isolation and all that junk, all right, regardless of that, he says, look at, you know, if, if you're looking for God, you're going to find God, I guarantee it. But if your answers are in front of your search for God, you're not going to find them. How would things be different? Okay, check this out. How would things be different if you, if you resisted the temptation? to manufacture your own answers, 
all right, to manufacture your own answers to your own prayers. How, how, how would things be different if you resisted the temptation, all right, to manufacture, all right, your own answers to your own prayers and instead just pursued presence with God, just pursued being present with him, I mean, right there where you're at, right now. What if you stop saying? What if you just stop saying because, you know, God doesn't answer, then maybe, maybe he's not there. What if you stopped allowing yourself to even think, you know, right, because God's not hearing me, he doesn't, he doesn't care. What if you stopped saying that, you know what, things are not getting better, man, he doesn't love me. What if we just tried to be, we tried to be with him right here and right now in this moment? What if we just did that? What if we allowed him? What if we allowed God? This is crazy, all right? What if, what if we allowed God to know more about the world and where it's heading than we do? What if we allowed God to know more about the world and where it's going, even our personal world around us? What if we allowed him to know more about it than we think we do? What if we just got off the throne, man? What if we just got off the throne for just a few minutes? All right, I'm just asking you. Maybe, maybe you don't feel comfortable with this. But what if we just got off the throne, the throne for just a few minutes, and truly allowed him access to the throne in our life? All right, Pastor Tim Keller, he said this. He says, our problem, all right, isn't that we know God is ruling the world. It's not a problem that we, we know he's ruling the world. Our problem is that we're just afraid he's not gonna get it right. You ever feel like that? You ever feel like that? You ever feel like, like you know what? I know God's on the throne. I know he's king. I know he's sovereign. I'm just not sure he's gonna get it right. And we're looking around and we're like, I don't, none of this stuff adds up. And when I think about that, I think about how, you know, the disciples, you remember the homeboys, all right, that were hanging out with Jesus, the disciples, all right? Think about their, their predicament. Here they are following Jesus for three years, man. He's doing miracles, man. People are rising from the grave. People are being healed of crazy diseases, all right? All kinds of, you know, just the teaching is just off the chain, man. He's just crazy. And, and then all of a sudden, and he's talking about how he's God, and, you're, and these disciples are like, you know what? We believe it. We believe it. You're God. And then all of a sudden, he says, I'm going to go and die. <laughs> what? Okay, wait, wait. Because that's that like a metaphor for something. No, man, I'm going to go and die. Stick around. I'm just going to get crazy. All right? Because I'm going to get up. They didn't understand it. Imagine their disappointment when he was taken away when he was beaten. Imagine their discouragement when they took him out to go hang on the cross. Imagine their confusion when he died on the cross and they took him and buried him. The world that they were paying attention to, the world that they thought, according to them, how it was gonna go, all right, all of a sudden came crashing down. And, and, and how do I know this? 
Because not one of them were at the grave that third day, that third morning, that next, that, that, that Sunday morning. Not one of them were at the grave counting down, waiting for the sun to come up. Watch, this is going to get crazy. He's going to come out of there. He's just, watch, this is going to get insane, man. None of them were there. Because for some reason, God just didn't get it right. But he did. And we know he did. Because Jesus got up. He's God. He's here. Praise the Lord. Right? And when we struggle with this, man, because I know things have been crazier than we would ever have thought they would get right now, right, with this whole thing. All right? When we started hearing about, you know, what was going on and this, this stuff coming up, it was kind of a joke earlier in the year and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, boom, it just hit and it got crazy. Which is why... We should be getting even more crazier when it comes to pursuing the presence of God. I can't tell you how prayer is pursuing the presence of God. I can't tell you enough how prayer is pursuing the presence of God. I was continuing. I mentioned last week, all right, a quote by Alan Redpath. I said, you know, to be, to be uh, saturated in the word of God is to be assured of the presence of God. All right, we want to be assured that he's with us. Then you know what? I'll tell you, the, the longer, the deeper you're in God's word, the more you allow God's word to soak into your life, all right, the, the, the more you recognize that he is right there with you. This is why every Wednesday night we have been leading you through the Psalms and we have been praying through the Psalms. We're taking God's word and we're praying it back with him. We're saturating ourselves in God's word. This is why last week's homework, all right, was Psalm 16. Take it home, man. If you haven't done it yet, start again this week. All right, take it home. Two verses a day. Sit there with him. Pray him back to God. Own those verses in your life and recognize he is right there with you. <clears throat> you say, it's taking me longer than a week, man. Some of you have been on this Psalm 16 and you're like, there's that homework from last week and, 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 you're, and, it's been, and you're in it a lot longer than you thought. I was in Psalm 16 last year for three months. I couldn't leave because it kept just, it was just there with me in that Psalm. And just, I just saturated in the presence of God. And I knew, I knew that I was with him. So, so this, this morning, I, I just, I, I want us to, to take a look, all right, at another nine verses out of one of the Psalms, Psalms 116. All right, if you have a, a Bible, open it up. If you, if you don't have a Bible, man, I will bring one to your house. I'll wear a mask and gloves and hand it to you if you need one, all right? But I will get you a Bible, all right, but, but, but if not, we'll have the scriptures, all that good stuff going right now, all right? But I want us to go through this, and my prayer right here is that you would find yourself totally, just as we just kind of just, just allow God's word to just soak into our heart and into our life, and as we start to just soak into the presence of God, I believe it's gonna happen right now. If it hasn't started happening already, all right, I just want you to walk with us on this prayer walk. This is gonna be amazing, all right? And it's just gonna be real brief, it's just real short, all right? Are you ready? Let's pray. Father, we just give you the praise. We just give you the honor. Lord God, we just pray in the name of Jesus Christ. May your word, Lord God, just soak into our life. That, that, it, just, that it just casts 
down all the, uh, the things that try to exalt itself up, uh, you know, against your name and against your word. And we just pray that right now, above all things, your name, the name of Jesus Christ, our great God and King, Lord God, it rises above all things. And that your word, Lord God, proceeds to rise up again, again, bigger than everything that's in our life right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Psalm 16, it's a pretty large psalm, man. Um, we're only going to take a look at the first nine verses. We'll stop there. All right, but uh, well, check it out with me. It begins with four words, but you could tell he means it because we said these words like we shared last week, sometimes in theory, all right, but this guy means it. And I'm wondering how can we mean it more, and I think there's a hint right here. He starts off with four words, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love him. I know we want to love him. I know some of you are trying really hard to love him, man. You're trying to figure out how I love him. I can't see him. But look what he says. He gives a, he gives a because. Because, here's the because, and we always need this because, you know, I mean, it's not because he said so. It's not because, you know, it's just, there's a because, and it's because of the presence of the Lord that he recognizes. And it's insane. Look what he says, man. He says, I love the Lord because he's heard my voice and he hears my pleas for mercy. I love the Lord, man, because he hears me. I love the Lord, man, when you find out that God hears you, it's revolutionary. When you find out that the creator of time, the creator of space, the creator of all matter, all right, believes that you matter or knows that you matter. When you know that, the, that God Almighty hears your voice, it is revolutionary. I'm not kidding. When, 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 when I found out that I wasn't just background noise to the Lord, all right, that, that my existence wasn't just an annoyance, all right, that I was actually supposed to be here, when I discovered, all right, that he loves and that he hears the sound of my voice, all right, on purpose, I fell madly in love with him. I couldn't believe, all right. Before that, I, I could never believe that God loved me. But when I discovered that he hears me, and not only does he hear me, but he listens, I fell madly in love with him. I, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't not want to be in his presence. And I always recognized his presence from that moment on. And it's just been amazing in my life, no matter how hard the world hits me, all right? I told him, because, you know, the world does hit. That's what the world does. I told him, I'm yours. I'm yours. I can't, can you say that? Even now, some of you are struggling in ways that I cannot imagine. Some of you are hurting, man. And, and, and some of you are hurting in ways that I cannot even, I can't even, I can't, I have no reasons. I have no, I have no explanations of why so much pain. All right, but I can tell you, he has not left you, man. He hasn't left you. He loves you. He's there with you. He wants to hold you. He wants to speak to you. He is listening. He is hearing you. Lean in, man. Lean in. Lean in. I know we all have a lot of noise in our life. 
And there's so much noise, it's hard to pay attention sometimes, right? There's so many things going on, things just become white noise to us, and, 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 we're, and it's hard to listen. You ever have your kid trying to tell you, mom, 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 mom. Well, your moms are better than that. Dads are like more, a little bit harder. Dad, 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 what? You know what I mean? You know, because for, for a long time, it's just like background noise. We, we lose it. God is not like that. That's not how he is. When you call him dad, when you call him father, when you receive the son and you call him father, he hears your voice, man. I'm telling you, he leans into your voice. He hears everybody, but he leans in. I'm telling you, listen, here's what it says in verse 2. Because he inclined his ear, that means he bowed down. Inclined means that he, he inclined his ear. He bowed into it. He leaned into your voice. You're important. You matter. What you have to say, is, he, he wants to hear it. He wants to know it. Man, you just got to believe that. Because I love the Lord, man, because, because he hears me. He, because he inclined his ear. Therefore, he says, I'm going to call on him all day long, every day. Because, you know, because he leaned in on listening to me. I, I'm going to call on him all of the time. You got that? Not because everything's going my way. That's not what he's saying. You're paying attention because this is where we get it twisted. But everything's not going my way. That's not what he's saying. Because he's here with me when things are not going great. I know he's here with me. He's saying, I love him because he, he hears me. I love him because he leans into what I'm saying. I love him, not because everything's going my way, but because I know that I matter to him. But I know you're thinking, man. There's times, you know what? I don't know, man. There's times I'm trying to talk to God and he ain't trying to hear me, it seems like. And you ask, is, is there ever, I mean, is it, does the Bible says he's always listening because sometimes I'm not sure if he is. And I have to challenge you in an area right now. Some of you might not like it, but it's just a little too bad. <laughs> I just got to challenge you. I, he said it, okay? I'm just going to, God said this, all right? This is what he said. Because if you're thinking, is there ever a time when God ain't trying to hear me? And I'm thinking, yeah, maybe when I'm not trying to hear him. You ever think of that? Here's what he says in Psalm 66, verse 18. He says, if I cherished iniquity in my heart, if I just loved sin, if I just held on to just wicked or just ways away from God, if I just, if I just shared and loved sin in my heart, the Lord wouldn't listen. Another verse, I'm not going to have this up there, but you can look into this, Proverbs 28, verse 9. He says, if one turns his ear away from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. If you ain't trying to hear God, what do you think, what do you think God's trying to listen to your, wait, wait I know you're, 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 you know, you think he's just trying to just lean into, he, there's one prayer he's waiting for, and I'll share that in a minute, but I love this fact that, I don't know if you ever heard of Stephen Covey. Right, he shared a little story one time. He says a, a guy came into his office, right, Stephen Covey's office. And he says, Stephen, man, he says, you know what? Let me get this right. He says, I don't understand my kid. He won't listen to me. I don't understand my kid. He won't listen to me. Stephen said, what would you say? He said, I, won't, I don't understand my kid. He won't listen to me. Stephen said, say that again. I don't understand my kid. He won't listen to me. Stephen told him, say that one more time. 
I don't understand my kid. He won't listen to me. Stephen said this to him. He said, in order to understand someone, you need to listen to them. I don't understand God. He won't listen to me. In order to understand God, maybe you need to spend more time listening to him. I think that's the thing. Too, too, too often we reckon, we, okay, speaking, okay, let me show, speaking is a form of control. We know this. Speaking is having the biggest voice in the room. You know, I'm just, you know what I mean? If you're ever in a, in a house and there's an argument, you get louder, 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 because I, it's a form of control. Well, listening is a form of empowerment. And God empowers us when he listens to us, when he leans into us, all right? But my question is, when you're speaking to God, are you trying to control God with all your endless words, with words more, 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 more? Or are you allowing him to reach you? I quieted it down a little bit. Listening. You see, God listens to you. When you speak, he empowers you. Do you do the same for him? You see, why do you think God exists? Do you think God exists to bless you? Some of us do. Do you think God exists to serve you? Some of us do. Do you think God exists to glorify you? Man, maybe some of us do. Do you think God exists to love you? Some of you are going, maybe that's it. Hold it. I think... The question, why do you think God exists, is an irrelevant question. Because God created us. So the better question is, why do we exist? Why do we exist? To love God and to love one another. To bless him and to bless others. To serve him and to serve others and to glorify ultimately the name of God. That's the better question. And so when we come across this, 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 this tension of, 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 of positioning, I got to challenge this. If we don't get the positioning right, we're already wrong in our approach. And I mentioned, you know what? So is there ever a time when God ain't trying to hear our prayers? All right, yeah, when we're not trying to hear him. So how do we get his attention? Repentance. Repentance. That's a prayer he always is guaranteed to definitely run to you. He runs, God runs, he bolts to you. When you repent, he runs for you. And then when you're in his hands and your life is settled in his plans and, and, and then he, and he, he hears you and he listens. And that relationship, that's the relational value of walking with God. We better hurry up. We've got a few more verses here. Check this out. He says in verse 3, the snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold of me. I suffered distress all day long. He's saying, what, what, what is, what's going on there? What does that mean? Literally, he's saying, life is trying to kill me every day. And we know this. We know this, man. Life is, he even puts it like this. Life's trying to kill me, man. And hell's coming after me. And I'm tripping. <clears throat> He said, then I called on the name of the Lord. Check this out. Listen to this prayer. This is a good prayer, all right? It is seven words, I think. Two, four, six, seven words. <clears throat> he said, in this seven-word prayer, oh, Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. 
deliver my soul. He didn't say, Lord, change my circumstances. Change everything around me. No, he says, Lord, change me. Not everything around me. Change me. I want to be so changed that I know I'm with you every second of the day. Deliver me from the inside out. Settle my soul to know that you are in control. I love this, man. St. Augustine was writing on this, on this verse, that very verse right there. I don't know if you ever heard of St. Augustine. St. Augustine, he hang out a lot with St. Haagen-Dazs and a couple of the other um, you know, French ice cream guys. But check this out. Anyways, actually, he was a really cool man of God. But anyways, he had some really good thoughts. Check this out. All right? Um, he says this. He says, hey, he said, when thinking about this, this, this verse right here, oh, deliver me. Deliver my soul. He says, I thought about this. I have to re- re- kind of rephrase this because he writes kind of crazy. Well, I'll just read what he said. For I thought I might rejoice and exult in the vain help of man. I did not wait until I should lose those temporal blessings in which I rejoiced and then mourn, but I have gave heed to the very misery of mine which caused me to rejoice in such things. In other words, he says, you know what? I could have waited till I was at the end of my rope. I could have waited till I was at rock bottom before I cried out to God to deliver my soul. But he says, I recognize something in me. He says, things are going pretty good. I'm, I'm doing all right but I'm finding that my trust in is how well I'm doing and not God, not, not God Almighty. When I realized that my trust was in the things that are around me and the good, the good life that's happening in my, around me, he says, then, then I cried out, Lord, deliver my soul. And there's so many of us right now that maybe we're not going through crazy painful things. Maybe there's just, maybe life is really, really good right now. Has the really, really good become really, really God over the real God who gives you the good and allows the good? That's the question, man. And he said, oh, Lord, deliver my soul. Verse 5 says, gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. And our God is merciful. Gracious because he bows down to listen to me when I don't deserve to be listened to. Righteous because I know that I am what separates me from him. All right? He knows that I am what separates me from him. And yet he's merciful because he still reaches for me anyways. You're thinking, even what about when I'm not trying to hear him? Does he pursue me? Yeah, he pursues you, but he's waiting for that one prayer. He's not trying to hear all those other prayers when you ain't trying to hear him. He's waiting for that one prayer that said, you know what, Lord? Jesus is king. He's Lord. When you come and you're praying, not for your circumstances, but for the presence of God. Lord, forgive me of my sin. Christ is Lord of my life. I believe that he died and rose again from the grave. He is king. He is all that. I believe that's what he hears. He's pursuing you, waiting on that prayer. And then from that prayer, waiting for you to just speak right from his hand, right from his very grip. Verse 6, the Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. I didn't need to be some high and lofty Bible scholar or great achievements in business and success in life. I was just a regular old homeboy, man. He still heard my prayer. It's a regular girl. 
He hears your prayer. Just a regular man, just everyday man, he hears your prayer. Woman, mom, you know what I mean? Every day, he, he hears you. He preserves you. He listens. And so he starts talking to himself in this next verse. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. God has, has, has kept you, all right? The confidence of Christ is what keeps you calm in all the chaos, man. He knows this, all right? And he says in verse 8, for you delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling. And so verse 9, he says, you know what? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to walk before the Lord all day long, every day, in front of everybody, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Amen? It's a good place for an amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> I got one amen in here. Right on. Thanks, Beck. Praise the Lord. Prayer walk. Open the scriptures. Instead of opening your circumstances and saying, God, where are you? Open the word of God. Open through the Psalms, man. You find so many Psalms where the dude's going, where are you, man? All right? And then, and then he's refreshed. Or sometimes he's just left hanging. All right? But yet continue in his word. Be saturated in the word of God. Recognize and assured of the presence of God. And, and then just, and just sit there with him. Will this ever get back to normal? I hope not. <laughs> Will we all see each other again? Praise the Lord. Of course we will. It's God's will. What do we do now, though? Pursue his presence. Imagine if every one of us watching right now, imagine, just imagine, man, if every one of us, all right, right now watching, just pursued him like this. Imagine what would happen when we bring that worship all those worships out there, all right? All right, I'm, I'm going to talk to you a little closer right here. Imagine what would happen, all right? Check this out. If, if, if you and me and all of us, all right, I've been eating a little too much. <laughs> Imagine if all of us brung all of our worship here together when, 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 when it's okay. Can you imagine? I can imagine just the amazement of all that worship just colliding together for the glory of God. Uh, praise the Lord, amen. Praise the Lord. Build up, man. Strengthen in that worship. Last week we talked about, you know, going through Psalm 16. If that's where you're still at, stay there. If you need to be there for a few months, knock it out of the park. If not, I want to challenge you. Go to Psalm 63. Check out that one. That's another few verses. All right? Me and a very amazing uh, scholar of the word of God. I'm saying that. Just an amazing person who I know is present with God all the time. is going to help me. We're going to be here Wednesday night. And we're going to open up Psalm 63, and we're going to pray our way through that. It's going to be amazing. You need to check that out. You got to be purposeful in living this life, though. I got up this morning, man, and old Oswald Chambers told me something, man. He said, we have to get into the habit of carefully listening to God about everything. Forming the habit of finding out what he says and heeding to it. 
And then if a crisis comes, he says, and we instinctively turn to God, we'll know that that habit has been formed in us, this realness of life. But we have to take the initiative, wherever we are. Not where we haven't been yet. Not where we can't wait to get back to. But right where you're at. Take the initiative. Pursue God. Allow his word to lead your prayers and not your circumstances. Amen. Father, we give you the praise. We give you the glory, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, we're just thankful, Father. Guide us, Lord, for your glory.